Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Uh, Michelle is out today, so uh, so it's just me. Uh, we've got a great guest lined up to chat with about some uh, some services for small businesses. Um, first, want to give some uh, quick announcements, uh, and um, gosh, even before that, a big thank you to our sponsors, the Department of Housing and Community Development, and the Department of Small and Local Business Development. It is um, their grant money to us that uh, helps pay for the production of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. So thanks to both DHCD and DSLBD. Um, So last week we had um, a meeting, a public meeting for the 30% design phase of the Rhode Island Avenue Streetscape project. Uh, For those of you who have been around for a while, uh, this was uh, something that got started two or three years ago. We had uh, a series of public meetings and we had great community turnout with lots of feedback to DDOT, um, and uh, and they they took the information and uh, and disappeared into the design and engineering phase, and um, and we've just now uh, gotten back on track with with some more meetings, and um, they've got some some drawings up. If you were not able to attend the meeting, I encourage you to visit um, the website that's associated with this project. The, the website is R-I-A-V-E streetscape.com, R-I-A-V-E streetscape.com. Um, they'll have some images up there of the 30% design phase. They'll have some uh, exp- explanation text to go with it. Um, you are certainly welcome to give me a call at 202-808-9050 if you need uh, some assistance uh, understanding what, what they're talking about exactly. Um, but on that, on that website, um, not only do they have the images and explanation for uh, what's going on in, a, in an estimated timeline, but they, they're asking for your feedback on on the 30 percent design phase so i really encourage you to to go take a look um think about what's important to you in the form of streetscape improvements on rhode island avenue and and give them feedback uh because it's it's the community feedback that really matters on this so so please visit r-i-a-v-e streetscape.com take a look at the streetscape project uh plans and and give your feedback Okay, uh, we've also got our uh, upcoming events scheduled out for the rest of the year. So, so grab your pen and paper and write these down. Or visit our website where we've got all this listed in our events calendar. Um, next event coming up is Porch Fest on Saturday, April 15th from 2 to 6 p.m. We'll have a listing of all of the, uh, the porches and musicians coming up. We've got a Facebook event already started for it. Um, so... Uh, be sure and plan on visiting Porch Fest. If you remember last year, it was phenomenal. This year, uh, we've got some some even bigger stages, uh, and and it's it's looking even better. Uh, on May tenth, Wednesday, May tenth is our Rhode Island Avenue Main Street annual meeting uh, from seven to nine p.m. We are uh, we're still locking in the location on that, so stay tuned on our website and social media. On Saturday, June 10th, 
is the Rhode Island Avenue Summer Arts Festival and Summer Social. Uh, that'll be up and down Rhode Island Avenue um, from six, uh, excuse me, noon to six p.m. for the Arts Festival, and the Summer Social will be uh, kind of an, an upscale ticketed event from six to nine p.m. Uh, we'll have more details about that as it gets closer. Saturday, September 30th, is our Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Fall Festival from 10 to 4 p.m. on Saturday, September 30th. And last but not least, because we've already got to talk about it, uh, the Procrastinators Holiday Market will be on Saturday, December 17th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So uh, be sure and check out our website and our Facebook page uh, for more details about all of those events as they come along. And uh, if you haven't already, sign up to get on our email list on our website, uh, Rhode Island Ave, RIAMainStreet.org. Okay, I think that's it for my announcements right now. Now we've got Philip from Good Food Market joining us. How you doing, Philip? Good, Kyle. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. It's, uh, it's a cold Friday that we're recording <laughs> this, but hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer uh, on Tuesday by the time this airs. Um, <laughs> got lulled into that nice uh, warm weather a few days ago. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what season it is right now. But, uh, <laughs> I have sunscreen and a scarf in my bag. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, but That's- I bet there's no confusing the uh, the seasons based on the produce <laughs> at Good Food Market. <laughs> well, you know, whether it's summer or winter outside, it's always a good time for a little ice cream sandwich. We've got a uh, great local brand, Milk Colt, out of uh, Union Kitchen in the freezer case on sale this week. Uh, they're $1.69 each. We've got a lot of new local foods um, in the house these days. Um, on the prepared side, um, we've got Mock Shop, which is a great uh, sushi uh, brand here, based here in D.C., also maybe kitchen. Um, and uh, they've got a variety of basically hand rolls um, where the seaweed is packaged separately from the roll itself, so it stays nice and dry. Um, you've got spicy tuna, salmon and cucumber, um, some great seaweed salad. Um, and a beef uh, short rib hand roll, um, all really tasty, uh, fresh made here in D.C., in addition to all the great offerings that um, we're producing ourselves at Eaton Kitchen. I talked to you all from, from there a couple weeks ago. Things are still going strong. So Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, so after we uh, chatted last week, I've, I've gone in and I've, I've gotten the uh, – Peanut sesame noodles, um, the pasta, the pasta puttanesca, and the, the potato salad, and it was all delicious. Oh yeah, that, that potato salad is really out of sight. So, so what other recipes uh, is Rachel cooking up and, and putting in the market there? Well, we've got um, great collard greens, uh, traditional recipe done vegetarian style. Um, my favorite right now is the gypsy stew. Have you had that? The gypsy stew, you said. Yeah, gypsy stew. It's a vegetarian soup. It's got a ton of fresh seasonal veggies in it. Um, really tasty. Uh, that's four ninety nine on the pint, um, and just very filling and delicious. Super healthy. Um, lots of fresh herbs in there as well. Uh, that's been my favorite. That and the beans. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan beans or with bacon. I'm not sure which is winning. Depends on my mood. <laughs> 
uh, yay for omnivore living. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, had some great avocados from the store there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Super Bowl weekend is the biggest avocado weekend of the year in the nation. Um, that consumes the most avocados anywhere. Um, but yeah, they're coming in nicely at $1.25 each this week um, on the heels of those Super Bowl sales. Great. Great. Yeah. So, you know, we look forward to seeing everybody around the store, especially as the weather warms up. We'll get that patio back going live. Um, and we've got some great lights out there for some evening dining once the weather starts to warm up. And you know where to find us, 2006 Rhode Island Avenue Northeast at the corner of 20th and Rhode Island. Uh, you can visit us on the web at goodfoodmarkets.com or on Twitter at goodfooddc. If you have any questions, give us a call, 202-248-8494. Sounds good, Philip. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's get right to our guest. Uh, we have got, um, we've got a really interesting discussion to have today. Um, we are joined by Josh Brown. He is the co-founder and partner of uh, an organization, a company called DP Strategies. Josh, welcome. Thank you for having me on. Well, uh, Josh, last time uh, you and I spent time talking, you were working for council member Bond. That is correct. So uh, you have branched off on your own now. This is uh, pretty exciting stuff. Um, DP Strategies is uh, sounds like a a win-win for for small businesses. Uh, tell me, tell me about it. First, thank you for having me on and all the work that you do. I live uh, around the corner uh, from the main street, and I can see the impact that you're making every single day. So oh, the thanks. whole community really appreciates it. So DP Strategies, uh, with Council Member Bonds's blessing, I went into a little bit of an entrepreneurial uh, venture. Our mission is to allow organizations to compete with the biggest players in their industry. We, we believe everyone should punch above their weight. We work with small businesses, we work with nonprofits, and we also work with political campaigns. But the work that I really love is our work with small businesses. Great, great. Um, so we have, we've talked a lot about uh, the tools that small businesses can use to, to grow their business to most effectively reach their customers. And we, we've talked a lot about uh, social media on this show and, and the impact that it has had on, social, on, uh, on marketing for small businesses. Um, but you've got a, a, an interesting uh, project that, that you're offering to small businesses. Yeah, I, I think so. You can't see me in person, but I'm a pretty young person. You may think that I'm a big believer in social media or a big believer in email, but I'm actually not. I think that a lot of businesses will spend a lot of time doing social media, a lot of time doing email marketing, and find very little results. It's really tough to connect with folks because you're not directly getting to everyone you want to get to. You're getting to a lot of your friends, and particularly with email, it's really hard to get folks to open up those emails. We get so many emails each and every day. And get folks to then click and take action. So what we offer is a little bit different. It's a technology that got started in the political world that is just starting to roll out bit by bit, and it's peer-to-peer mass text messaging. So how it works is very different than the type of mass text messages you may get from Verizon or Comcast that say data and messaging rates apply and come from some weird number. This is a peer-to-peer text message. So we're able to import a list with as many custom merge fields as possible, create personalized messages 
send it from any standard phone number in the country, any area code you want, and have a personal conversation with each and every one of your customers or potential customers. And people just love text messaging, largely because it is so much easier than emails. Every one of us, we open just about every single text message that we get. And if companies are doing text messaging that is truly personalized and that is used to engage folks and start a conversation, they can really get to their customers or potential customers in a much more intimate and effective manner. So so give me an example uh, of, of what you mean by personalized. Sure. So in our text messages, we send the messages one at a time, but our software spits it out really quickly. So I'm just hitting send, 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 send. And don't worry if you're not technologically advanced. When you bring us on board, we do all the work for you. You don't have to worry about a thing. We just bring you the new customers, the new leads, or uh, give you the list of customers that are really happy and are going to keep on coming back. So it, uh, the software allows us to personalize each message, put a custom merge field. So if you're familiar with like a mail merge, it's the same type of technology in there where I can have someone's first name in there, I can have their company name, I can have what street they live on. If you're a local retail establishment, you can have their favorite product or their favorite food or favorite drink. You can have as many custom merge fields as you want into the message so you can really get a personalized message. And the end recipient, all they see is a text message with a, from a local phone number. They have no way of knowing that this was a mass text message sent out to thousands of people. Except if they're listening right now. But Except if they're listening right now. Fair point. <laughs> uh, so uh, if a business um, has a, a, a customer list, uh, you know, so many particularly um, businesses that uh, maybe use um, loyalty cards, uh, mm-hmm. Where they've they've you know had people sign up for the loyalty card, so they've got the contact information, um, and through through the use of the loyalty card, they kind of get a sense of what that customer is buying. Is is that something that a, a business can can give to to you to to create a list off of? Absolutely. So a great example would be uh, for a local restaurant that we're helping out. And they have a loyalty program, and they know folks' favorite happy hour meal. And their big thing is to get folks during that happy hour uh, hour to come in. And, you know, many times when folks are getting home from work, some people will stop by, some people won't. But if you can get those loyal customers to come by a little bit more often, maybe instead of once every other week, get them by once a week or twice a week, it could really improve your business. And what we were able to do is figure out their favorite drink and their favorite happy hour uh, menu item, send them personal messages from the bartender right around the time that they were getting off of work saying, hey, Kyle, I know you love our margarita pizza and love our Sam Adams beer. If you come by within the next hour, I can give it to you 50% off the happy hour menu. And they're getting a lot of people to just walk on by. Nice. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that sounds ideal. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier in the description of this, when, when we first started talking about it, um, about the uh, the message, uh, you know, uh, data data rates and text messaging rates don't apply? That is correct. So because it's just 
a personalized message. Our technology sends the messages one at a time. It's no different than you sending a message to me or me sending a message to you. So we're able to not have to put the, that disclaimer language because we're not hitting send and having thousands of messages go out. But we can get messages out really quickly in our software. On a, on a good day, we can get about 2,000 messages out an hour. So what about uh, if the recipient uh, wants to reply back to that bartender and Absolutely. Say, That's hey. the fun part. So they can reply back, and you can have – the whole point of them is to reply back, get them to reply back, and to engage in a conversation. Those are the, one of the best programs are put in place. And you can text them back. Folks can also call the number, and you can have that number routed to any cell phone you want anywhere in the country. Mm. So the folks that are doing this best, uh, the folks that we try to help out, are the ones that are engaging folks in conversation and building relationships. A lot of our folks are using this for new customers, for prospects, because they've been emailing folks out, they've been sending direct mail out to folks, they've been doing social media, and they haven't seen the results that they want to see. You can still hire us. We'll do, mar- we'll do email marketing. We'll do direct mail. We'll do social media, a lot of those stuff. But the bulk of the customers that we have right now are using the tech process engagement because I think it's making those other technologies, those other marketing strategies completely obsolete. We are finding on a good email campaign, the best email campaigns out there, you get about a 20%, maybe 25% open rate, and a 1% response rate. On a halfway decent text message campaign, you get about a 95% open rate and a 30 to 40% response rate. So particularly in the B2B space, but if you're reaching out to customers as well, wouldn't you love to have, be able to send out a message to 100 folks and get 40 people to respond back to you? and engage and have a conversation and then set up lead meetings with 20, 30 of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I can see where that would be, you know, beneficial, um, you know, for, for nonprofits that are, you know, putting out calls to action and, and things like that. Oh, without a doubt. Our nonprofits love this and it's really useful for fundraising for nonprofits. It is so tough to get people on the phones when you're trying to get those pledges in or get those resolicit gifts, get the folks to give in urgent times of need an additional $100, $250, $50, and sending these text messages out. Every per recipient reads it, just 90, 95% plus. And the action response rate for fundraising for nonprofits is 25, 30%. Very few email campaigns, very few calling campaigns can get that uh, amount of reach and return and action. And the wonderful thing for our nonprofits is they don't have to do a thing. They hand us over the list. They approve the message. We take it from there. They just see the money come in. So I know for um, for email lists, you have to – there's rules that you have to, you know, have your – the people on the list opt in. Sure. Um, what about for, for this? So it's – you got to be careful on how you use it. And if you're reaching out to new prospects, your message cannot sell a particular product, but it can engage them in a conversation. There's no rules that allows you to call up a new potential donor and say, hey, I'm Kyle, director of Rhode Island Avenue Main Street. want to chat with you. And that's the best way to use the technology anyways is to start a conversation. Reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I'm the, bus- I'm the business owner of this business or I'm the executive director of this nonprofit. I would love to start a conversation, have a time to chat, and you're going to get a lot of responses back. I mean, just think of each of us 
every time we get a text message, most of us check it within the first half an hour. Right. A lot of us check it within the first 30 seconds. Right, right. Um, what about uh, for those rare cases? Because there will be um, you know, cases where somebody wants to opt out of that. Oh, yeah. This, uh, so that always happens, but we're finding it happens a whole lot less than emails. You know, whenever you send a big email blast, you get a bunch of nasty, somewhat entertaining responses back. But for the text messaging, if anyone writes back stop at any part of the message, they're automatically opted out. And we're also on the back end. If someone says, please remove it from the list or whatever they want, uh, they can be removed uh, at any time, and they won't be messages again. Okay. All right. Because I, I know that that will be you know, a question that we, sure. we would get from businesses that were interested in this because you know, businesses also wouldn't want to alienate potential customers. But or... they want to have much more intimate relationships with folks. I mean, there's a reason why Snap Inc. is having an IPO worth $20 billion. Folks today, it's not just millennials would rather be communicating in 140 characters or less. Sure. We like small messages, messages where we don't have to do very much work. And that's what texting allows. Yeah. Um, what about, um, uh, sorry for playing devil's advocate on here, but I'm just thinking about the questions that people would have. Yeah, go what for about it. for uh, messaging to like to under 18? I mean, like, parental controls yeah that's a good question i don't think we've ever had a customer a client of ours come to us and try to message to under 18 i mean i can't imagine that they would, yeah they, there would be any reason to there's not buying power really there but and I, and I don't know if there's anything i'll have to talk with our uh, general counsel about that i don't know if there's anything in the law that prevents that but uh we've never done that before and if uh i guess maybe you have a karate studio and you want to reach directly to uh folks at a particular school and try to get more karate kids involved well, well we can explore with you never had that before probably probably want to direct those to the parents anyway because they're the ones that have to pay for those karate Absolutely. lessons <laughs> um so what what is the what is the setup time what is how does how does this roll out you know a small business calls you up and says i'm interested in this what's next steps sure so most of our small business clients are, are very small businesses. They have one to five employees, and their team members are doing what their business does best, whether it's printing, whether it's running a restaurant, whether it's transportation, and they don't usually have a marketing person, and if they do, it's someone that kind of got pulled into that. So first and foremost, we take that weight off your shoulder. We do everything for you. You don't have to worry about a thing. You'll hand us over the list, or we'll build a prospect list for you, We'll figure out the messaging and the strategy. You'll approve the messaging. We'll approve, you'll approve the time and date that we're going to start sending messages out and the overall campaign, and then we get going. Many of our clients like to do the responses back. We love when clients do the responses back. Many of them don't want to do the responses back, and we can do the responses back for you. Most of the time, when messages go out, you're going to get a lot more responses back. We, I love seeing our clients' face when they get so many more responses back than they possibly thought and get a barrage of new business. That's the most rewarding thing I could be doing. When I was working in government. I, I loved working for Councilmember Bonds and helping out CBEs and helping out small businesses across the District of Columbia. But when you're working with small businesses in the government space, you know it's sometimes you're problem-solving and reaching out to DSLBD or a different government agency, and you can make something happen maybe within a week or two. Government moves slow, though. And if you're working on regulations or legislation, it may take six months, eight months, a year. 
with this, why I think I just love it so much is I can get started with a business. We can get going the next week and we can see a whole bunch of new customers come through the door right when we get started on the campaign within a matter of days mm. and seeing the look on that small business owner's face and especially when they can say, yes, now I can expand. Now I can bring on new team members. Now we can really grow. That's very exciting because it's really difficult to do marketing, especially when you're not a marketing expert. And most of small business owners know what they know best. Right, right. And there's a lot of people out there that are trying to push different things that just aren't very effective. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so getting this going, uh, what, what, type of, of average investment are you, is a small business looking at to get this started? Doesn't have to be exact figures. Sure. It's just, you know, we're all. cheap. I mean, we go everything. The small, <laughs> the smallest, uh, small, don't, don't call yourself cheap, Josh, you're affordable. We're a phenomenal value. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but compared to a lot of folks out there, we pride ourselves in, in, in helping out the small guys. And we know that the small guys don't have a $7 million advertising budget, like the, the biggest, uh, folks out there. But we want you to be able to compete with the biggest folks out there and out-compete them. So the smallest packages start at about $500, and they go up from there. So no matter what your business size is, there's about a package for you that you can afford. And the beautiful thing about us is we're month to month. If you find that we're not working, you can let go of us at any time. But we are so confident that we are going to be able to blow away anything else that you've been doing that we'll do the month-to-month contract we know that we're going to build a long-term relationship with you. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty confident. That's great. That's great. And, and, you know, starting out at $500 is incredibly affordable. Absolutely. Um, Particularly if the, if the return on investment is, is, uh, is that positive. Absolutely. That's, that's great stuff. And if, and especially if you're working in the B2B space, if you're trying to reach out to other business owners, we've worked really hard to build lists, prospect lists, of businesses and we have over 20,000 small business owners in the DMV on our, in our list in our database ready to go and we have had folks of all different types of companies use that list reach out to that list don't worry if someone else uses out to that list you're sending text messages from a different phone number they don't they don't know that someone else has already reached out to them and we have found a tremendous return on investment right and and you know you can't you can't get um, a print ad of any decent size for less than 500 that's for sure. And uh-huh. that's, that's just a one-time run of a print ad. And I'm allowing you to have actual conversations with hundreds of folks for that same investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how, how many uh, merge fields, <clears throat> excuse me, how many merge fields could you conceivably have? I, I think the most the system allows is 12. But that's a lot. You, you should not be using 12 merge fields in the message. The no. best messages are ones that look ex- identical to real text messages that you would send to me or I would send to you. And if you stick to that 140 character or less, generally the rule of thumb is if you can't tweet it out, it's not worth sending a text message. But if you we, the ideal sweet spot is two to three merge fields in a message. That's enough to personalize it and make the end recipient really believe that you're sitting there sending the text messages out one by one. Well, I mean, seriously, if, if Philip, if I got a text from Philip that said, Hey, we got your favorite ice cream in just now. Uh, he knows that I would be down there in a hot second. Absolutely. And you know, Bill over at the public option, if he texts me to tell me that he just, uh, tapped up his new, uh, special brew, I would be over there in a hot second. So, 
And that's the perfect type of use for it. It's using it to engage your most loyal customers because you can have a really intimate conversation that doesn't bug people. Everyone likes getting a text message, especially when they feel exclusive. They feel like the owner of the business, one that they love, is reaching out to them personally. And if you use those custom merge fields to say your favorite ice cream or your favorite brew, it is so easy to make people feel special. And when your customers feel special, they come more often and they spend more money. Nice. Nice. We like it. Um, so as, as we touched on briefly, uh, this is something that nonprofits could also benefit from. Absolutely. And, and you started off the conversation talking about how this type of thing had been used in the political arena. Um, how, uh, how do you see this growing? I mean, it, do you, do you, do you think this is going to, this type of thing for small business marketing is, is just going to overtake uh, everything else out there? Well, I think it's really interesting. First, the technology is less than a year old, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign was the first to really pioneer and use this technology. And what's exciting is so few folks are using it right now. I think five, ten years down the road, email as a marketing technique for smaller businesses is largely going to become obsolete. I think direct mail as a marketing technique for smaller businesses is largely going to become obsolete. I think text is going to become king just because it is so much more effective than any of the other traditional marketing services out there. And bit by bit, it is starting to be used in more and more political campaigns. A few nonprofits, labor unions are starting to use it bit by bit. But very few small businesses, but businesses of all sizes, but particularly small businesses, have started using this technology. Uh, we're uh, the fo- uh, firm out in the DMV that is offering this technology to small businesses. And we're really excited about it. And we've seen tr- um, a lot of happy customers because their customers have never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. And they're able to just blow their competition out of the water with this. So uh, your your firm is based here in D.C.? We are. And, uh, right down the street. <laughs> but, uh, and you are, uh, you are a pending certified business enterprise? That is correct. Um, so, so pay attention. Other main streets and uh, other small business technical assistance providers, here's a, here's a good CBE to support in uh, Thank you. future days. Um, where, do you, where do you see DP strategies growing from here? So it's interesting. When I left Anita's office, we thought that our business was going to be mainly focused on serving political candidates. And that's where we initially started off. And we realized that we kept on having donors come up to us for our political campaign saying, you built a website for candidate X and did it in half the price, and it looks way better than the website I have. Can you build a website for me? Or you guys are doing direct mail for candidate Y. And the candidate's spending one-third of what I'm spending. Direct mail looks a lot better. So we started doing more and more work for small businesses because donors would nag us and say, hey, do it for me. And we realized that the type of aggressive marketing, more personalized marketing, more metric-driven marketing you see in the political arena applies really well to small businesses. In the political world, if you don't get the votes, your candidate doesn't win. It's plain and simple. And in the marketing world for small businesses, a lot of folks are putting marketing out there that is not always delivering results. And too many small businesses we meet with say, 
you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but I haven't seen a measurable increase in the amount of customers that have come in. I haven't seen an increase in my bottom line. Well, I don't understand why you're doing that. In the political world, if you were doing something that wasn't leading to more votes, you would not do it anymore. Right. So we have found bit by bit that we have ventured more and more into the small business arena, into the nonprofit arena. One, because it's really fun and we see the impact right away, but two, we can add a tremendous amount of value. And, and DP Strategies got started in full force last November, and we have helped uh, more than three dozen small businesses across the country, most, face, uh, most in the DMV, most in the District of Columbia. But we have helped folks all across the country, and it is so rewarding to see the look on a small business owner's face when they are being able to hire, grow, expand because of our work. Yeah, I, I think so many um, small business owners uh, get into their chosen small business because they enjoy that 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 totally. that widget that they're making totally. or that service that they're providing, and they don't they don't get into it because they're necessarily spectacular marketers. And I think there's um, a real perception that marketing is a science. And, and it is, of course, um, as you've just talked about with, with political campaigns. Um, and, and not everybody has a marketing major. But at the same time, uh, as we've talked about on this show before, um, the, the, the trend for brick-and-mortar s- stores in small businesses um, is, is to provide a level of... of um, customer experience that they can't get when they shop online and and that is that you have to give customers um a feeling of of uh, being exceptional like they like the, the customer is the most important part of their day and and they uh they make they make having stumbling over my words here. Folks want to feel special. They want to feel special. Yes. Thank you for making that succinct for me. And I think that small businesses that we work with that are most successful are the ones that are most able to make their customers feel unique, special, cared about. And let's just all think about it. If we got a blast email from a business that we regularly frequent, we wouldn't feel very special. We get a piece of direct mail in the mail, I don't feel very special. Yeah, nobody if, opens the value packs anymore. But if the business owner sends me a text message that is truly personalized, I'm going to feel special. Yeah. And that's what this uh, that's what we offer and I think it's really important for small business owners, especially those we work with a lot of startups. It's important to know what you know and know what you don't know. Right. And it's okay to not know every aspect of the business. I certainly don't know every single aspect of my business, and that's why I have good team members on board or hire good folks to help me out with those things. I am not very good with contracts in the law. I have a great partner who's an attorney um, and is amazing at contracts in the law. Yep. So everybody does their, their thing, and, um, and, and businesses can hire you to be their marketing expert. Absolutely. We, <laughs> we can be your full marketing team, and compared to – hiring out two, three, four people for our, an aggressive marketing team for the price of one of those folks, you can bring us on board and we can do everything under the sun and give you the latest technology. Nice. Nice. Um, so Josh, if, uh, if, uh, some of the listeners want to get in touch with you, uh, how are they going to do that? Please. So first and foremost, text me 
My uh, <laughs> my cell phone number is 202-503-9671. That's 202-503-9671. Or also go to our website, dpstrategiesgroup.com. That's dpstrategiesgroup.com. And you can also shoot me an email, josh at dpstrategiesgroup.com. But the best way to get in touch with me, best way to get in touch with anyone, shoot me a text. <laughs> nice. All right, Josh. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, good luck for, with, with everything. And um, let's, uh, let's see what we can do about getting some text messages going out. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Take care, Josh. All right, folks, that wraps up another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Uh, We've got um, some guests lined up for for next week's episode. Uh, If you've been curious about the the new mural that's on Rhode Island Avenue, we'll have the artist joining us. We're pretty excited about that. So uh, everybody take care and uh, tune in next week. See you soon.